1: Well, McCarthy apparently doesn't think it's collusion if your campaign manager is giving inside polling data and battle strategy in, in key states to an agent of Russian intelligence while the Russians are helping your campaign. But most Americans would call that collusion.
2: McCarthy has no plan. But, the Republican Party has no plan. They can do nothing except do political stunts. So, can you do anything
3: about gun laws during the lame duck, I'm going to try. What will you I'm, try and do? I'm going to try to get rid of assault
2: weapons
3: coming up next our final news roundup and information overload hour
0: All right, news Roundup information overload hour 941 Sean our number if you want to be a part of the program uh, The Wall Street Journal pointing out that oil analysts are saying even with the new licenses to Chevron in this case uh, with Venezuela and Venezuelan output it's unlikely to increase by more than 0.2 percent of the world's demand in the next year or two. So the administration now says that the sanctions relief uh, for Caracas is unrelated to oil and instead is a carrot for talking with the opposition about returning to democracy. Now, remember, they're doing this, and America does not even recognize this murdering dictator Thug Maduro as a duly elected leader in Venezuela. It doesn't get any more insane. Anyway, Congressman... Jimenez is with Florida's 26th Congressional District, and he represents the largest constituency of Venezuelans in the U.S., and he's outraged at what Biden is doing here. Uh, He put out that Biden will do anything to crush American energy independence, including giving in to dictators, which is exactly what's happening. Anyway, uh, Congressman uh, Carlos Jimenez is with us now. Uh, Congressman, thanks for being here.
4: My pleasure, Sean. How are you doing?
0: I'm good, my friend. Uh, I can't believe it. We have more energy resources in this country that we would never need to import any energy for hundreds of years. And yet Joe Biden and the Democratic Party, they steadfastly refuse the production of the lifeblood of the world's economy here. Why is that?
4: Um, your guess is as good as mine, uh, Sean. I, it, it's probably because it's good for America. And everything that this president does is not good for America. He wakes up every morning and says, how can I work against America's interests? And here's another example of it. You go to a, a foreign dictator uh, the, of Venezuela, who is an ally of who? Of Russia, of China, of Iran, uh, who is suppressing his people. And then you're asking him, please, Uh, give us more oil and we will try to lift some of these sanctions that we've had in place for the last four years oh by the way all you got to do is promise that you're going to talk to the opposition and the opposition happens to be the government that we we recognize i mean it's it's foolish it's ridiculous and uh it makes absolutely no sense sean
0: oh i mean it it makes no sense explain to me this is the one question no liberal can answer how is it any different if you drill for a barrel of oil in Venezuela, Saudi Arabia, any of the OPEC plus countries, Russia, Iran, how is it any different in terms of the impact on Mother Earth than if we produce that barrel of oil here in America? Because I would argue that we do it we do it cleaner, we do it faster, we do it cheaper, and it's best it's in our best uh, foreign policy interest to do so. It's, it creates high paying career jobs. It would go a long way to reducing the price of oil at the pump and heating our homes this winter. It would be good for inflation. Why don't we do it here?
4: Well, it's a great question. Actually, it is better for us to use it uh, to get American oil because we produce it cleaner than anybody else in the world, probably 20 to 30 percent cleaner. So even for the environment, it's good for have American oil and also for our foreign policy. And and look, it it it, it helps our economy. It'll reduce the price of oil. It'll reduce the, it, the inflation. It will also give us leverage on the world market uh, to use energy as we should as a weapon, just like the Russians are using energy as a weapon Now we can help our allies and hurt our adversaries. And so, by, and by the way, could you no imagine if,
0: if we were still energy independent and we ratcheted up production and we sold it to our Western European allies how much money we would, we would make as a country? How rich we, we would become as a country?
4: We would we would definitely help America, but also we'd be helping our allies because they they could then you know say uh, say to Putin, you can eat your oil. We're going to buy American oil, and we can uh, we'll have energy independence from you. That's why we need to produce more energy here in the United States. Go ahead and drill for oil, more natural gas. All those things that are good for America are also good for our allies, yet this administration is doing everything in its power to destroy the oil and gas industry here in the United States. It makes absolutely no sense whatsoever. There's nothing that they can say to me that's going to explain to me why this makes sense. Why are you going to Venezuela, for God's sakes? You know, look what they're doing to their people. No free elections. Their allies of Russia and China and Iran are are major enemies, and you want them to produce the oil? Are you out of your mind? Yeah, yeah, he is. He's absolutely out of his mind.
0: He's out of his mind. What do people tell you? I know you have the highest uh, Venezuelan population or constituency in the U.S., what are they saying those people refugees from venezuela to you about life in venezuela today because they they could be one of the richest countries on earth themselves but because of all the political corruption and this murdering thug dictator in charge uh, the people are suffering mightily there
4: yeah well venezuela is actually you know probably could be the richest country in south america it's uh, they're full of natural resources uh, they used to pump uh, about two, two, uh, two million gallons of oil a day and because of the corruption and then incompetence. They can only do about 700,000 now, uh, and so even that's hurting their economy. And so the people of Venezuela are, are, flocking, to, you know, the, are flocking to the United States. A lot of them end up in, in Miami. They're good, hardworking people. They wish they could go back to their country, but they can't uh, because of this, uh, the corrupt regime that they have, this oppressive regime that they have, uh, lack of basic rights. Um, and so, you know, again, that the Biden administration would even be talking to these people is, you know, is is beyond the realm of, of I mean, of, of why you would do that. I don't know. And then my constituents in uh, in South Florida are looking at it very closely. That's why in the last election it swung so far to the right,
0: swung in our direction. Uh, they what know part of uh, Florida are you representing?
4: I represent uh, what's uh, Southwest Miami-Dade and all of Monroe County, and uh, and so. You know, I've got a good about 70 percent of my constituents are Hispanic. Uh, many of them came from either Venezuela, Nicaragua, Cuba, you know, those uh, countries that have been oppressed. And they, they they understand what socialism is about and they want no part of it. And they understand what this administration is doing. And they're doing nothing to to help the uh, for, you know, the cause of freedom in, in Central and South America and in the Caribbean. And they're doing everything. And this administration apparently is doing everything in its power to prop up those uh those regimes that are oppressing their people.
0: So many of the counties in, in deep South Florida that had historically voted blue, they went red this time. What happened? Mm-hmm.
4: What happened is uh, we've got, again, uh, we've got an influx of, uh, of, of people that come from these countries and don't understand exactly what socialism is about. They understand what censorship is all about, uh, the lack of basic freedoms, and they understand that what the, the Biden administration is doing is not helping our cause for freedom in any way shape or form they've seen this movie before and they don't want to repeat it again that's why they've gone uh, to the Republican side that's why we had such a, a sweeping win in in Florida look in my my own district my district uh, voted 16 percent for Hillary Clinton in 2016 in 2020 they voted about four percent for President Trump and in this uh, this election I won that election by 28 points Sean so you can see. How it swung to the right, Miami. You really,
0: County, you're really underperforming. I think you should be really ashamed <laughs> by those numbers. That's awful. Yeah,
4: yeah. And then look what happened. What happened with uh, with the governor, right? I mean, uh, Miami Dade County uh, voted for Biden in, in 2020 by seven points, and we voted. we voted, you know, again, for, we voted for Desantis this time. So you can see the shift is not only in my district in Miami Dade County, but all of Miami Dade County is now. It now turned red. Uh, and that's all due to these policies. It's all due to the, the fact that we Republicans have a better solution, that we we re- really represent the working men and women, and we represent the values that the citizens of uh, Miami-Dade County and the state of Florida really want.
0: So I'm talking a lot about what I'm calling accelerated migration, and that it's a combination of baby boomers hitting retirement age and also people that are fed up with high taxes, uh, a incredible burdensome bureaucracy, uh, people fed up with COVID shutdowns. They want their kids to have in-person learning, et cetera. But they're leaving states like Pennsylvania and states like Wisconsin and states like Michigan. Uh, and those states, the people that are leaving and going to Florida, are the Carolinas or Texas or Tennessee, but well, most of them are going to Florida. You're taking in about 800 new residents a day. Right. How is Florida dealing with this mass migration?
4: I think we're dealing dealing with it fine. Right? Most of those people are hardworking people that are coming down to the state of Florida to find opportunity, and they do find opportunity. You know, Florida is uh, is growing. It's a it's a pro business state. We have no state income tax. Uh, we have a great governor. Legislature is controlled by the Republican Party, so it's very very much pro business. And and also uh, we kind of adhere to to the values of the people that are coming down to South Florida. Look, one of the things I was afraid of is that. Yeah, we had all these people coming from New York and all those other blue states, and were they bringing their politics with them? Well, apparently they are, but they happen to be Republicans uh, for the most part. Uh, So uh, I think they're they're
0: the ones likely to get out of there because they've had it and they want to get they want to live in a free state like Florida. I don't blame them.
4: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So you know, I was afraid that it was you know that some of the some of the folks that are more more liberal leanings were coming down to Florida to escape and then bring their politics down, but I don't think it's happening. I think they're actually. We, for the first time, uh, have more Republicans registered in the state of Florida than Democrats. That's never happened in in, uh, in Florida history. It was a turnaround of about 500,000 uh, from the, the the election in 2018. So, from 2018 to two, 2022, we had about 300,000 more Democrats than Republicans, and now we, you know, that's flipped over. So, I think we're, it's about uh, 200,000 or 300,000 more Republicans than Democrats. That's not good news for the Democrats.
0: Well, we appreciate uh, you uh, you and what you're doing. Uh, Congressman Carlos Jimenez, thank you so much. Florida's 26th uh, District, thank you. It's my pleasure, Sean. Have a good one. All right, as we get to our busy phones, Russ, Nebraska, you're next on the Sean Hannity Show. Hi.
1: Hey, Sean Hannity. How are you doing this
0: afternoon? I'm good, my friend. What's going on?
1: Well, I got. I, I, I want to talk to you a little bit about what's going on with the uh, rail unions and what's going on in Washington, D.C. and stuff with the boats and everything because, you know, I've kind of been with them for a major railroad here in the United States for about almost 24 years. But first off, i got to give a shout-out to my dad because he, he told us one time, he says, man, if I could – he just turned an 80. He says, man, if I could have another kid at the Christmas table, it sure would be Sean Hannity. Oh,
0: so man, what a here. compliment yeah. that is. Well, if your dad's listening, tell your dad I said, thank you, and hi, dad, how are you? And you may, well, be careful what you wish for. I was a pretty incorrigible kid growing up.
1: Oh yeah. Well, you know, he's ex Navy vet and, you know, he survived pancreatic cancer and, you know, so he's a well, fighter and he's a good guy. And he, he just really, by the
0: way, surviving heart. pancreatic cancer is no easy feat. My, my dad died from that.
1: Yeah. Well, he had a, he had a doctor that was young and ambitious and said he could go in and get it and he got it and he's doing great.
0: Oh, that's great news. Well I'll tell you Dad. I said, hi.
1: I will. I will. Uh, Sean, just wanted to let you know a little bit about what's, you know, the union and and things of that nature. We've, I've been working for the railroad for almost 24 years and seen a lot of changes coming, you know, down the pike over the years. And, you know, we've had different union agreements, anywhere from 5% raise to 8% raise to 9% raises. And this is the first time in a long time I've seen anything, you know, this huge come down the pike as far as a 24% raise.
0: 24% raise, average worker will get, and I'm sure that includes you, $11,000 in a bonus check. Um, sounds like a pretty good offer to me. doesn't sound like an unfair offer.
1: No, I don't think it's unfair at all. Um, so, you know, it'll be interesting to see what the vote comes down to as far as like what they do in Washington. But I think what a lot of your, uh, you know, people don't understand is that, you know, even though we're a union shop, I, I don't think people quite understand that. Um, a lot of the guys that I work with were, are more conservative and independent than we are Democrats anymore, because we, we kind of feel like we've been left behind as far as. You know, workers and unions and things like that, just for the simple fact that uh, um, you know, with guys like Biden and Obama and, and people like that, they, we feel like we've we've been left behind. And you know, they always say we're the we're the party for the worker. We do this and that. And honestly, I just honestly believe that that is dead and buried. I, I don't think that's even an issue anymore. They don't, you know, they're not for the worker anymore. Um,
0: you know, I, I look, the look at the Democratic do, Party as the party of coastal elites. And Republican, uh, the Republican Party needs to be the party for working men and women in this country, the people that really do make America great.
1: I'll, I'll put it to you this way, too, Sean. You know, as a railway company, our job is to ship fossil fuels all over the country, potentially to be shipped all over the world. We have the cleanest coal that has ever been burned. Uh, we have enough in the Powder River Basin for anywhere from 150 to 200 years of consistent use. For us to be able to use to send to our coal-fired power plants, we ship it to China, we ship it all over the world. So what our our members are wondering is why would we consistently vote for people that want to get rid of all fossil fuels so that we don't haul oil out of the Balkans anymore, out of North Dakota, we don't bring any more coal out of the Powder River Basin, and that's what we do for a living and that's what our jobs are. And that's where they're kind of losing this, if you know what I mean. Does that make any well, sense?
0: That, that's where the rank and file are, are out of touch with and not in agreement with union uh, leadership. Uh, you raise a great point. And I'll tell you, this is why if Herschel Walker can win this race and it's not going to be easy in Georgia, and I, I know there's a heavy turnout, there is a chance, I believe, to make a run at Joe Manchin because Joe Manchin has been screwed over by his own party. And if Joe Biden and the Democrats have their way, they will destroy the economy of West Virginia. Um, I got to run, say hi to all our our fellow railroad workers. I hope it works out for everybody. I want you to get your raise. Uh, If, in fact, this strike goes on, we're all going to feel it badly. That's how important the job is that all of you do every day. So thank you for what you do. You know, a violent crime is committed in America every 24 seconds when it hits your doorstep. Well, one wrong decision could mean losing your home, your freedom or even worse. And that's because just owning a gun is not enough anymore. Listen, you need a new way to protect yourself and your family. And what I'm about to tell you has never been shared here until now. And it's available only for you, Sean Hannity listeners, for free for a limited time. Go to the website, defendfamily.com, and watch it for free right now. That's D-E-F-E-N-D, family, one word, defendfamily.com. All right, when is the last time you checked the legal title to your home? Now, what if your home's title, that's the legal document that proves you own your home, is in some criminal's name? Well, if it is, that's called home title theft So how do you know some criminal hasn't taken over the title to your home? Well, you can find out for free with sign up when you use the promo code Sean, S-E-A-N, and go to hometitlelock.com. That's hometitlelock.com, promo code Sean, and your first 30 days of protection are free. Do it today, hometitlelock.com, promo code Sean. Once again, Pure Talk, my sponsor and my wireless company, they're investing in their customers out of their own pocket without charging an extra penny. For the exact same service now bring your phone or get great savings on the latest iphones and androids just go to puretalk.com slash sean sean make the switch today that's puretalk.com slash sean do it now you save an additional 50 percent off your first month make the switch to pure talk so you can afford to travel this summer you know a violent crime is committed in america every 24 seconds when it hits your doorstep Well, one wrong decision could mean losing your home, your freedom, or even worse. And that's because just owning a gun is not enough anymore. Listen, you need a new way to protect yourself and your family. And what I'm about to tell you has never been shared here until now. And it's available only for you, Sean Hannity listeners, for free for a limited time. Go to the website, defendfamily.com, and watch it for free right now. That's D-E-F-E-N-D, family, one word, defendfamily.com. Hey, today more than ever, we're all looking for ways to save, especially on medical bills. But where do you start? Now, unless you're a medical billing expert, finding savings can seem impossible. And by the way, who has the time? Now, HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your family insurance and reviews your medical claims as they come in from your healthcare providers. Then HealthLock's technology flags and alerts you to any errors like overbilling or wrong codes and fraud to help you and your family save. And you can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. Now, to date, HealthLock has helped its members save more than $130 million. Now, saving on medical bills starts with knowing where to look. HealthLock, they make it simple and easy to find and fix any hidden medical bill error. Now, to save, go to their website. It's HealthLock.com. One word, HealthLock.com. Do it today before you see another healthcare provider
2: exposing left-wing media bias no stone left unturned the sean hannity show is back on the
0: air all right 25 to the top of the hour toll free it's 800-941 sean you want to be a part of the program uh greg is in the great state of michigan i hope one day will once again be read anyway greg uh glad you called what's on your mind
3: Uh, I want to talk about fuel prices. The one thing nobody's noticed is the truckers are, I mean, we're bent over in November. Before COVID.
0: You're uh, breaking up a little bit on me. Let me start from the beginning. I didn't hear everything you said. We do um, talk to a lot of truckers on this program. What were you saying? I was talking about the fuel prices.
3: Pre-COVID, regular gasoline and diesel were right around the same price. Post-COVID. We were paying a dollar a gallon more. Now Biden cut the prices back on fuel on gasoline, and we went, We all of a sudden jumped up another dollar. So now there's a two dollar difference between regular gasoline and diesel.
0: And what are you paying now for diesel? Five fifty six bucks a gallon, right? Yes, sir.
3: Yes, Okay, sir. it's
0: it's killing the trucking industry. Uh, although yep. I, I understand things have picked up in the last week and a half or two weeks. I have friends in the trucking business. Uh, however i do know people in trucking that have decided to put their fleets down for the time being because it's not worth them it, it's not worth the wear and tear that they're putting on their trucks because they're not getting paid enough
3: exactly exactly
0: so are you an independent owner operator or you work for a company
3: i work for a company but i rent a truck at 1400 a week
0: right so now do you pay for the diesel or, or do they pay
3: yep I pay I pay the whole diesel bill everything.
0: So that means you're making less money per run or per week than you were making prior to this increase. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Well we have a, we have a shortage of diesel. It's nationwide. We know all about it. And we don't right. have enough refinery uh capacity uh to catch up. Uh and it could become an even bigger problem. And if we have the rail strike, god help us all, we're not going to have anything in any store we go to. The shelves will and be empty.
3: Seems- Diesel's the easiest fuel to refine
0: exactly it's a great point <laughs> now well you have a good sense of humor about it but it's not funny you know a lot of truckers now right. are going to be out of work i know two trucking exactly. companies that went out of business because it's not worth it to them anymore right i mean it's not exactly the biggest margin business that there is out there now you have a little boom and bust times in the trucking industry but if you run the company right you can still make money on a run but I'll tell you it's it's harder than it's ever been. It's too bad it's and by the way, all of it preventable. you know we were energy independent. We're not anymore. You can thank your President Joe for this
3: No, no no, they're president Joe. I don't have a
0: president right now. Mine's <laughs> on the sidelines uh, uh, Joe doesn't even know that he's president. That's how bad he is. all right my friend well hang in there but thank you for what you do every day i really do sympathize with you guys and you know for the hard work you do it's a hard job being a trucker you know you you're banging out those miles every single day and you're not making the money you used to make and it's not fair and we expect to go into every store and we expect every shelf uh to be filled and it's not uh we can't blame you guys you're doing your part but you got to be able to make money doing it uh anyway greg hang in there buddy I mean, it's all, Linda, it's awful. We how many truckers have we heard from? How many farmers have we heard from? How many? Honestly,
5: real... it's been the highlight of the show for me. I have really enjoyed hearing from the people that are actually doing the work. We have such a diverse audience, and it's been so nice to hear about, you know, their process, how it works, what they're doing, what they're, you know, because I think it's it's educational, like. You need to know where your food is coming from, who's who's doing it, and how it's being manipulated by your own government, and what that actually means to you—you know, the end line of the consumer. There.
0: I mean, could you imagine if you went to your store and you couldn't get the ingredients for that disgusting puke green and puke orange drink that you drink? Can I tell you?
5: I'm going to tell you a true story. Wednesday night. Story. A true story. Wednesday night, night before Thanksgiving, I was hosting. And I made everything from scratch. And I food shopped on Wednesday when I got home from the studio. Right. So I'm in right. massive traffic, get to the store. I went to not one, not two, but 12, 12 grocery twelve. stores. Not All one, different twelve. surrounding communities trying to find half and half, heavy cream, stuff that you use in like cream spinach, mashed potatoes, pies, whatever. Could not I find it. Your
0: house, it. I would have gained forty pounds, but keep going.
5: <laughs> Listen, we were feeding fifteen people. We had a lot of people here. But all that to well, say, I, you know. I talked to the managers and I was like, but by the time I get to like the fifth store, I stopped and, and one of the managers, I see a lot, and I said, Can you tell me what is going on? He's I'm gonna tell you right now. He's like, I can't get anything. Nobody has it. It's a hot mess. And then I went up and down the aisles and like I said the other day, you know, it's like there's no baby food. There's still no baby formula. You know, they don't have the kids' medicines. I'm like I feel I cannot believe in this nation where we have the most developed opportunities and technologies that we are willfully destroying ourselves and literally but, capitulating to becoming something than less than we are. It's so bad.
0: Well when these farmers call and these truckers call and the anybody in the supply chain calls and tells us about these problems, they all say the same thing. It's gonna get worse. The price oh, yeah. of meat is gonna go higher. The price of You know, every item you buy in every store you go to is going to get higher. And the worst is yet to come. I believe them over these idiot economists that, you know, think they know everything and they're wrong. Usually, you know, 80 percent of the time. These economists
5: don't have a clue. And they're also not being honest when they do have a clue because it doesn't serve them.
3: Some folks have raised worries that this could be a sign
5: of persistent inflation. But that's not our view. Over time, as the economy is turning back on, we'd see some of these transitory effects. That's what we—that's what's been predicted. I'm not saying that this is a one-month phenomenon, but I think over the medium term, we'll see inflation decline back toward normal levels. All of the economists uh, that the president has been relying on suggest that there is a transitory nature nature to the inflation. These
2: one-time increases in prices are likely to have only transitory effects on inflation.
5: Economists call all these things transitory effects. Their expectation is that these inflation uh, rises will be transitory, that they will come back down next year, and that one of the best things we can do is pass his agenda.
3: The
0: president and my vision for the future also means lowering costs for Americans. Today we learned that last month our economy had 0% inflation.
3: I just want to say a number, zero. Today we received news that our economy had zero percent inflation in the month of July. Zero percent.
5: Well, absolutely, and 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 he is pushing forward. And again, I would note that the inflation data in July was zero point zero. 0. 0.0. So we are seeing uh, inflation decrease.
4: Forecasting is, uh, by its nature, something that is a little bit uncertain. What we know is but that you,
5: that's political spin.
4: Well, look, I, I don't think anybody could argue that, for example, our unemployment numbers are anything but strong as hell. They're under 4%. That almost never happens. We're uh, at or near the definition of full employment. We also don't have any illusions about the challenges that Americans face with prices. Just one
0: more economic question about the strength of the dollar.
3: I'm not concerned about the strength of the dollar. I'm concerned about the rest of the world. Does that make sense? Yes, our economy is strong as hell the internals. Inflation is worldwide. worse off everyone else who in the United States. So the problem is the lack of economic growth and sound policy in other countries, not so much
4: And that's
3: how it's worldwide inflation. That's
4: consequential. The economy, we are making progress on the economy. It's not just the GDP numbers you mentioned the economy did grow inside that is a measure of price it came down dramatically we're seeing some easing on inflation inside that also is a measure about real incomes after inflation that was negative last quarter uh, two quarters ago it's positive in this new report so incomes up prices down economic growth and the thing that's most visible to people is what they're seeing with gas prices. You know, just two weeks ago, the most common pump price in America was 3.79. It's now down to 3.39. So our first message is we're seeing some improvements. Secondly, we know there's more work to do. Inflation remains the number one economic challenge.
3: So the economy is up, price inflation is down, real incomes are up, gas prices are down and need to come down further. Exports are all, also up, which means a simple thing. We're making a lot of money in America for, because of that.
0: Yeah, just like with COVID. Good point. Mm-hmm. Um, let's go to, anyway, appreciate the call. Uh, let's go to uh, Drew is in Texas. Uh, what's up, Drew? How are you? Glad you called, sir.
2: How you doing, John? So what, uh, what I wanted to touch on was um, I think everyone is, is super hyper-focused on the TikTok thing, and, and what I think people have failed to realize is the issue of data farming going back to China has been occurring now for you know years and years. The uh, Department of Homeland Security a few years ago put out a, uh, a few articles that uh, several of the consumer-made drones um, that the biggest company in, in drone technology creates was, was actively sending analytics and, and media data back to China. So every time someone puts one of those little consumer-grade drones up in the air or, or one of the, the industrial-grade drones, it's actively spying on citizens of, of, of this country. And, and again, it, it got to the point, it's, it's so bad that the Department of Homeland Security has touched on this and actually said that no, none of the drones made by that manufacturer uh, can be flown over any form of critical infrastructure.
0: You know, look, I don't doubt any of this is happening. I think we can be a very naive and very stupid country at times. Donald Trump warned us about TikTok two years ago. Now Mark Warner has joined in a Democrat. Uh, now Christy Nome, who was on yesterday, is telling us, uh-uh, if you work for the state of South Dakota, you can't have TikTok on your phone. And I don't blame them. Um, I think the Chinese are a hostile regime. I think I'm really nervous about why they're buying up farmland in the U.S., why they're buying up ranch land in the U.S., why they're buying land near military bases in the U.S., there's no good reason for them to be doing this. We're not allowed to do it there. Why are we allowing them to do it here? And that needs to stop. But unfortunately, in my view, we have a president that's completely compromised with China because of the business dealings of his son with the $1.5 billion deal with the Bank of China. Uh, Then, of course, you have the $5 million Zero interest, forgivable loan. Ever hear of those terms? I'd love, wouldn't you love those terms, Drew? I'd love those loan terms. You want a forgivable loan? Okay. Give me the five million. No interest. Uh, forgive me because I'm not giving it back to you. Okay. It's forgivable. You get to keep it. Um, and then of course the hundred thousand dollar Hunter Biden family uh, shopping spree. I don't know. I think the president's compromised by China, by Russia, by a whole host of countries. His actions are inexplicable. You don't cancel the Keystone XL pipeline and give a waiver to Vladimir Putin for no, the Nord Stream 2 pipeline. You just don't do things like that. It's it's It just doesn't add up to me. Uh, hopefully these hearings by James Comer will, will reveal a lot of the syndicate and what they're doing and how much money they made and how mo- involved Joe really was because I think he's up to his eyeballs in it.
2: No, I, I completely agree, but I think a lot of all of these uh, hearings and, and investigations – are going to come to the exact same conclusion that uh, the the pedophiles and the evil people that that visited Epstein's island are going to come to nothing because these people are too big to to, to fail, and those who are running the courts or running the investigations are the ones that have their hands dirty.
0: Well, I'll tell you, I don't expect much either. That's unfortunate, but hopefully the American people will learn what they need to learn. And then at that point, it's, you know, their decision to make. Where the future of the country is headed. Uh anyway, appreciate it. Thanks, Drew. 800 941 Sean, you want to be a part of the program, Oklahoma? And is it Aiden? Aiden is standing by. How are you?
3: I'm doing great, Sean. How are you doing today?
0: I'm good, man. You're an old
3: Oakie. What's going on? <laughs> so I kind of have a, a point and a question to, to ask. Yeah. So so number one is about the possible rail strike. So so it's kind of a, a lose-lose for everyone involved—not only the companies, the unions, the government, but um, but for the average American as well. Like here in Oklahoma, like prices have gone down a little bit in the last—I don't know—week or so. Yeah. Like, like the other day I paid two eighty-nine for gas. I know. Wow. It's shocking,
0: right? Good for you. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think it's—I don't uh, think it's going to last because. Again, we're reliant on other countries in terms of output and the supply that's going to be available on the world market. We don't need to be beholden to them. That's the whole point. You know, we're, we're at the mercy of what they decide to do. And it didn't work out particularly well for Western Europe, Europe by becoming dependent on Vladimir Putin for energy. I don't think it's going to work out for us either. All right, that's going to wrap things up for today. we got a great Hannity, 9 Eastern, on the Fox News channel. Jim Jordan, Ari Fleischer, Stephen Miller, Herschel Walker with Lindsey Graham tonight. The great one, Mark Levin, and comedian Jimmy Thala. 9 Eastern, say DVR, Hannity, Fox News. We'll see you tonight. Back here tomorrow. Thank you for making this show possible.